Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. For the next few days, you will hear the purpose for which God established the ministry of the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. Every ministry that God has established, He has an expressed purpose for that ministry. Each ministry may have a specific gift that God wants to use to do a specific thing in a community or in a region. Listen in with us today as we reinforce who we are, and why we exist as a community of believers. It was Jesus Christ himself who said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The light of the world Christian fellowship is here, and it was the Lord himself who established in our hearts the light of the world Christian fellowship. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. When you get to a place of spiritual growth and maturity that you can say to God, it doesn't matter what you want to do with my life, it belongs to you, you will see God do some amazing things in your life. A lot of people want God to move on. Lord, I want, to, I want you to move. God, I want you to use me. God, no, you're not ready. Because when he asks you, you're going to say, no, uh, God, I want you to use me, but not for that. You have to be totally Committed to God and his purpose in your life before God may set you in the place where he wants to set you. He knew when I first got saved, I would have said, no, Lord, I ain't finna do that. It was about 10 years later. Now, I know it was God calling me and urging me to pastor. I know that. Because I was certain of one thing, it was not my idea. So what's next? In January of 1994, I went to speak to my pastor, and I shared with him what I was feeling, and I started off saying, Pastor, I'm not getting ready to leave the church, but something is going on uh, with me. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe God may want me to, to start a church. I, I was thinking that he was going to say, no, that ain't God, son. That's, that ain't, that's the enemy. You need to stay right here. That's what I was thinking he was going to say. That's what he told some other people. That ain't God. That's the enemy trying to throw you off. You know, pastors don't want good people to leave, especially if they're tithing. But he said to me, that's God speaking to you. He said, because the Lord already talked to me and told me to start getting a new worship leader. I said, mm. <laughs> but he gave me a directive. He said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. He said, you stay here until you can no longer stand to be here. And when you get to that point, you come back to me and you tell me that you, it's time for you to go. And then I will inform the church of what God is doing in your life. And then we'll have a ceremony where I will bless you and Jackie and we will send you on your way with our blessing. Now that's the way you're supposed to leave a church, just by the way. I'm just telling you, you don't belong to us, you belong to God. So if God is moving you, you don't have to sneak off. And then when we see you at HEB, you hiding behind the cereals. And, no, just come and say, this is what God is doing. And even if you don't uh, like the church no more, say, Pastor, I'm getting ready to leave. I don't like it no more. We ain't gonna try to hold you. We'll hold the door open for you while you go. You don't belong to us. 
But there's a right way to join, and there's a right way to leave. And the pastor, we had a great relationship until he passed. We could fellowship together. He came and was a speaker at our church when we were getting started. He, he prayed for us and supported us, and we prayed for them and supported them. It became a time of prayer and preparation for us as we began to pray. And the next thing is, okay, God, you want me to pastor. Now, why? What is it you want from me as a pastor? You know, I don't feel like I'm pastor material. I, I don't walk like a pastor. I don't talk like a pastor. I don't, I don't have a Cadillac. I don't want one. I don't have tan shoes and all that stuff like that. What do you want with me? I'm just me. People say, I, I, I like to laugh too much. I like to have too much fun. How can you have fun and be a pastor? So I ask him, in fact, why do you want another church? Look around, all these churches up and down the street. They're all over our city. But the Lord began to impress upon me five things, and I want to share that with you. Number one, so I want you to be a church based on biblical principles and pattern after the Bible. Now, it seemed like that's a no-brainer, but as I began to look at that and think about what that meant, this scripture came up to me, and I want you to repeat this after me. Just say this after me. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my rebuking, for my correcting, for my training in righteousness, so that the man of God and the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, those of you who have been with us for years know that we, I've said that a thousand times before we have our sermon. And you want to know where we got it from? Because God said, be a biblical church. Biblical principles. We're to be a church where God is in charge and his Bible is our instruction book for living. Our goal was not to be different from another church, but to be biblical. We're not going to do things just because it's traditionally done. Churches can start doing things that just out of tradition or practice, but it's not necessarily biblical. It's not wrong, but it's just other stuff. We didn't have to have communion on the first Sunday every month. The Bible didn't tell you to have communion on the first Sunday. He said, however often you do this, do it this way. But some people leave the church because you don't have communion on the first Sunday. And then you don't see them on the second Sunday and the third Sunday. We don't have to open the doors of the church. We never close them. Somebody came up to me one time after church, a guest, and said, well, I enjoyed the service, but you didn't open the doors. I well, how'd you get in here? That's just a practice. The Bible don't say you have to open the doors. It don't tell you that after every sermon, you got to take Jesus to the cross. You're talking about Jonah and the well, but you got to go to the cross at the end of it. Didn't he get up? <laughs> Early when? One Sunday morning with what? Where was it? Well, I don't do that kind of delivery. So if you want somebody that's going to preach and holler and throw the tiles and the, all that stuff like that, this is not the place. I don't do that. Now, Pastor Jackie will, will, will start preaching. <laughs> but I do mostly just talking. See, I don't even have a handkerchief. 
I ain't got no terry cloth towel. I ain't finna do that. That's okay. I'm not criticizing people who do that, but I want you when you leave here to know exactly what I said. So the Bible is our pattern for how we do things. When you want marriage counseling, you're going to get biblical counseling on your marriage. When you want financial counseling, you're going to get biblical counseling on your finances. So we're going to avoid practices that are non-productive. That's why we don't have all these things that's going on at 3 o'clock and 3 o'clock service. We ain't got no Ursa day and, and annual days and all this kind of stuff like that. We ain't got time for that. I haven't been to so many 3 o'clock services. We don't have a church anniversary and have 3 o'clock services. I get invited to go to other church anniversaries. I told one pastor, I give you $100 not to come. So that's the first thing. We want to be a biblically-based church. Would you just agree with me and say this after me? Say, that's us. Yes. Secondly, we want to be a church that is balanced. The Lord said, be balanced with what you do in the church. In John chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He's talking about Jesus. Coming with grace and truth. Jesus is the example of functioning with balance. Grace and truth balance each other. He displayed that when the woman was caught in adultery. Remember, they wanted to stone the woman. Jesus said to the woman, we're not going to stone you. That was his grace. And then before she left, he gave us some truth. He said, now go and sin no more. Cut that out. So when people come, we need to have grace and we have to have truth, but we need to have balance in our teaching. We have to have balance in our teaching on faith. Don't you know that there's a balance to teaching on faith? You can't just name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. Or else you're going to be wondering, what's wrong with my faith? I, I had faith, but it didn't happen. So we have to teach you how faith works. God is still the God of miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But you just can't just, you can't just call it out and just say, I can have whatever I say when I say when I pray. Some preacher argue with me about that. I say, I'll prove it to you. Well, say what you want now and then say when you want it and see if you get it on that day at that time. And then don't say you got it in the spirit realm. Ask for it in the natural. So we have to teach the truth of it and put it in balance. There's a balance in prosperity. Don't go around with somebody telling you everybody's going to get a Bentley. Everybody's going to get a fine home. You ain't taking care of the little Ford. Escort you got. How are you going to take care of Bentley? There's a, a balanced teaching on healing. Everybody's not going to get healed. You're going to die from something. God heals. Yes, he does. I got the testimony for that. We know that. Everybody Jesus prayed for to get healed got healed. But Jesus didn't pray for everybody. God is in charge of the healing. He knows what he wants to do. So we've got to put a balance because I've seen people get really thrown off and leave church because they heard something and they believed it and it didn't happen when they was asking for it. So you're going to die of something. I don't care how much you pray. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but he died again. <laughs> he had two funerals. We need balance on the teaching of holiness and miracles. God wants us to be a healthy, balanced church. A balanced church. Come on, say, that's us. 
Thirdly, a church that teaches the Word of God in a way that you can understand it and practically apply it to your life. We want to teach you the Word of God so you can hear it, you can understand it, and you know what to do with it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus said this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. We want to teach you the Word of God so you can hear it and you can understand it and you can apply it to your life when it needs to be applied to your life. You need to have the Word of God in your heart, in your mind, so you can obey the Word of God. And when you run into the storm and you run into the wind and the rain, you can survive and you're not just thrown off because you don't know nothing. That's what we do here. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.